Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So you want to hear something funny is... Uh, uh you know, I've been trying to like exercise more and trying to get into better shape. So we got this uh, membership to the Y and they have this cool like app where they can, like if you use their equipment, this, the special like e-gym equipment, like it measures like, you know, your progress throughout time and stuff like that. And so it tells you what your bio age is, like what your, what your age is based on like your metrics, not like what your actual age is, like how old your body is. <laughs> so so it's funny because, uh, like, my body. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's not great, Bob. It's, my bio age is like it's better. It was forty five at one point, not good, but now it's down to like forty two, which is much more acceptable, but still not great. And then they have a breakdown where, like, they can look at like your body, your your different areas of your body. So, like, in my upper body, it's crazy. My age is twenty five, which is just which is pretty funny. And then my midsection is like, you know, 42. And then my legs are 51. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Everybody I, I know, always skips legs. Every, like, I, I knew I was, I didn't know. I know I didn't have strong legs. <laughs> I think I was 51 year old legs. What's your groin area? <laughs> Prepubescent. <laughs> <laughs> it's either prepubescent or 65 with ed (laughs) (laughs) thanks mike so Hi, I'm Bill Defensive and Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a tremendous episode for you all. We are going to discuss, we're going to get into the precursors of free agency we're going to discuss um, all the lists of the uh, available free agents for the buffalo bills the the folks that could be leaving potentially leaving uh during free agency uh this off season uh prior to march 13th we're going to talk about a few important dates also then we're going to prioritize the the players that we'd like to keep we'd like the bills to keep on the roster based on need based on position 
And then we're going to start our preliminary Bill's Biggest Positional Need list, which we will take as a podcast into free agency and into the draft. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. We are <coughs> one week out from the Super Bowl. The offseason is officially, officially started um, now that the Super Bowl is over. Uh, John, I'll start with you. How are you feeling as a Bills fan? Are you optimistic? Are you a little meh? Are you still in a rut from the, the end of the season? How, how are you feeling? Super optimistic. I am ready for next season. I think next year could be the year. I'm ready to go. I like it. I like it. John's in a good place. Mike, um, how about you, man? Good? Absolutely. I'm excited for next year. I think uh, core comes back, and I love the team. You know, this is looking at the free agent list. I'm, I'm getting the sense that we're not going to get a lot of these guys back. I mean, we're $50 million in the hole, which, you know, they can, they can definitely make some moves to eradicate that and make some space. But they're not going to sign a lot of free agents. I think they're going to go a lot of bargain shopping like they did last season where they'll get a guy, you know, after the first few weeks of free agency, like maybe like a decent like $5, 6000000 million a year guy, but nothing – like what we saw the last, even like with like a Leonard Floyd signing. I don't think we're going to see that. And not only that, I kind of get the, the sense that they have, what do they have? How many draft picks do they have this year? Nine, 10? Yeah, something like that. I don't know if the compensatory picks have been announced yet, but they should probably get one for Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, exactly. They have, the Bills should get one for Tremaine Edmonds. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, and then they'll probably get a tenth for Tremaine Edmonds. Um, they will no matter what. We're just not sure. We're just thinking it's a round three pick. We're not sure. So ten draft picks. I could easily see eight or nine of those guys making the roster this year compared to la- previous years where they've had to cut guys just because there's no room for them. Signed to their practice squad where they end up getting – like uh, a guy that comes to mind, I think – a player that they wanted to keep, they just didn't have room for, was Alex Austin, their seventh-round draft pick last year. He ended up getting signed by the Steelers. He had a, an interception against Josh Allen in the playoffs. Like, as a rookie, like, that was a guy that they wanted to keep, and they couldn't. This year is different. Like, they'll be able to keep, out of their ten picks, probably eight or nine of those guys. Uh, and, and that might be a good thing. Like, maybe they just, you know, they put some emphasis. And if Bean keeps hitting on these draft picks like he has, you know, last year, first and second round picks were were, were really solid, uh, that might not be a bad thing. So first, let's go over the pending free agents for the Buffalo Bills. Let's start off with wide receiver. We're losing Trent Sherfield this year, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, probably one of the biggest names that we're losing um, on either side of the ball to free agency. Um, Quentin Morris, a tight end. He's the only tight end right now that's uh, leaving via free agency. Micah Hyde at strong at free safety. Strong, he's free safety, isn't he? They have him listed as strong safety on here. Um, he's one of the biggest you know, holes that's going to be left there. Uh, Micah Hyde. Taylor Rapp at safety as well. Taylor Rapp's a, a pending free agent. Well, let's go over to running back. Damian Harris. Latavius Murray, Ty Johnson. At quarterback, we have Kyle Allen leaving via free agency. At defensive end, Leonard Floyd. And then we also have uh, at defensive end, A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson. So some pretty big names there uh, at the defensive end position. Uh, A lot of guys have made an impact at the position in one way, shape, or form. Maybe not super consistent all the time, but 
you know, you're talking about Leonard Floyd, a double <clears throat> sack guy from last season. Um, it's a pretty big loss on the linebacker side. We're losing Tyrell Dodson, who really came on strong in the second half of last season in a role where Matt Milano wasn't able to be on the field. Tyler Matikiewicz, the special teamer slash linebacker, even though we never really saw him at linebacker. Um, guard David Edwards. Um, you now we go into defensive tackle. We have Daquan Jones leaving via free agency. Tim Settle, Linval Joseph, Jordan Phillips, Puna Ford. And then we also have Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis. So cornerbacks, Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis. Um, they have some, There's some decent players that are leaving via free agency. Like this is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of, uh, this is going to be the first season where we actually lose some players via free agency where you're like, oh man, that kind of stinks. Like Tremaine Edmonds was the first real, real loss, I feel like, on either side of the ball in the Bean McDermott era. They've really done a good job of keeping that core group of players together, but this is going to be different. So John, Mike, I'll start first with like one of the players I'd actually like to see kept on the roster. And I'll, this is like my biggest priority. And there's a few players that I, I actually would like to keep, but this is the highest one. And that's Daquan Jones, defensive tackle for the bills. Um, I'd argue that he's probably the best um, one tech defensive tackle the bills have had since Sean McDermott. I mean, geez, I'm trying to think of the best defensive tackle. I know Kyle Williams wasn't a one tech defensive tackle. So I'm thinking like, for him, geez, I mean, Marcel Darius in his prime or Tim, Ted Washington or someone like that. Like, it's been a long time. Pat Williams, maybe one tech. I don't know. It's been a long time. Dequan Jones is the best player. I know he turns 33 this next year, uh, but um, he's my biggest priority. John, I'll go with you next. Is there, um, do you like Dequan Jones? And is there another player you'd also like to keep? I agree. I, despite being 32, I think. Daquan Jones, as far as guys they're losing to free agency, he's in a tier by himself. So I, I'd go with him. And plus, it's a big need because Ed Oliver is the only player on the roster going into next year. Yeah, yeah. That's it's that's it's not only is his impact on the team, but he's 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 a good player at a position where, like you said, they have one defensive tackle. I just listed off between him, Tim Settle, Linval Joseph, Jordan Phillips, and Puna Ford. I mean, they're losing five defensive tackles, you know, on this roster. That's a lot of players at any position. You lose five of them. And at any given time, like they were getting snaps throughout the season. Sure. Not all of them were active each week. There were some injuries like Jordan Phillips was injured for a minute. Um, Daquan Jones was obviously injured for a minute. Um, and that might be another reason. Like you're looking at Daquan Jones, like Spot Track has his market value at six point eight million dollars per year. Now I don't even know if that's fully taking into account the injury that he had this last season. Um, you might be able to get him for a little bit less, and he is thirty three, or he will. He is thirty two this year. So I mean, you might be able to get him at a one or two year deal uh, for you know six six or so million a year, which I think would be worth it, in my opinion. Uh, Mike, do you agree with that one, or is there someone else on the list that you kind of liked or might want to keep? Yeah, I don't disagree. Where are we on Micah Hyde, though? It's just it, it felt like he was done, but I don't want him to be done. <laughs> I'm not ready to let him go. <laughs> I must. I was assuming he was going to retire, but I I don't know. He's had a lot of like neck injuries and things. 
Nate had a lot of back things. He's back. He's, He's not playing free. football. Yeah, I'm definitely not playing football. <laughs> not with these 51-year-old legs. <laughs> this is uh, <coughs> he's 33 right now. I mean, would you would you keep him? I don't imagine he's going to get a lot on the open market. Maybe he will. Let's see what his free agent market value is. Because let's say he would come back for like like this has his spot track had a, has him as like 3.7 million. Let's say you could get a one year deal out of definitely him for 3.7. Yes. Would you do it? Yeah. Let's say you can't get Daquan Jones back and you have to get the band back together one more year. One more year, but th- that band didn't look great back there. <laughs> they were they were okay, but it's just like you're. Yeah, even Poyer has lost a step. You can see it. He's had a lot of injuries in his career. Yeah, and they might not even. Safety is going to be one of their biggest needs going into next year. Oh, man. Keep the veteran leadership and just draft. Let somebody sit and learn. So it's safety, John. Their only players that they have coming back are Jordan Poyer and DeMar Hamlin, right? <laughs> yep. So and if you. Yeah. Go ahead. Not counting the future reserve players. Yeah. Those guys won't even make the roster. <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking at like you know they're a practice squad, whatever. But yeah, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, so that's that's a position of need. I I like that. I like that one. So if, so I is he number two on our list? Because I think we all agree Daquan Jones is number one. Is he number two on our list? Because I could also see like Leonard Floyd being a position. Not only because like who do they have? They're losing. A.J. Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, Leonard Floyd. So they only have Greg Rousseau, uh, you know, like 20% of Von Miller, <laughs> and Kingsley Jonathan. So I there were a couple of players that I didn't even write down just because I thought – so I thought Micah Hyde would retire, and I thought that Leonard Floyd would be too much money. So I didn't even put those guys down, even though they're positions of need. Um, I mean, if, if you're looking at safety, maybe Taylor Rapp. He's 26 still. Um, then you're, uh, Also, Dane Jackson. He's 27. I don't think the Bills are going to keep Tredavious White. So you're looking at Christian Benford and maybe Rasul Douglas is our top two. And Dane Jackson's going to be the next guy with Taron Johnson as the nickel still maybe. Do you think so that Dane they... Jackson might be, might be a guy. I could see them signing Dane Jackson to another one year. A.J. Epinesa maybe. He's 25-26. Like if you're looking at defensive end, I'd I'd pick Epinesa over Floyd, who's going to be 32. Would you? Epinesa, Epinesa had Floyd. a really good year, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get him. Let's see. Let's see what Epinesa's market value is. So Leonard Floyd is about eight million a year per spot track. AJ Epinesa is five point six million. So he's more attainable. He's much younger than Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. I mean, geez, he's just remember that first game. Now we never want anyone to get injured, right? Like we always, we don't want guys getting injured. Never, never, never root for guys to get injured. I know but, where you're going. But... We, we still lost, so it doesn't like. Wh- why were we even bringing it up? I don't understand. So, what are we bringing up? What am I bringing up? I don't. I don't even want to talk about it because we you lost. Jumped, so we jump. You mean matter. the Aaron Rodgers game? So on my list here, I got. Daquan Jones and then everybody else. Do you well, think yeah. like they're fifty million in the forty something million in the hole? Are they going to keep all these guys? No. Well, definitely not. I think I doubt. I doubt they keep, keep five da- of them. Keep Daquan Jones and get rid of everybody else, and they're going to have to make some cuts on top of that, and that's going to include guys like Tre'Davious White. John, you always love David Edwards, the guard. You're a big fan of him. Yeah, He's not I on mean, your list. Top five. So no. Oh, I mean. Uh, 
This maybe. is my. I think I, so. I'm, I'm looking give, at the offense versus defense, and the like. Don't do it based on money. Don't do it based on money. Don't do it based on. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. No, no, no. I'm getting into positional needs at this point. So the defense is going to be gutted this year because there's a ton of free agents, a ton of older players, a ton of injuries. The offense, at least starting wise, is going to be largely intact. They're going to have a probably like backup quarterback, backup running backs are going to be different. Um, David Edwards is the only offensive lineman that won't, that isn't under contract. Quentin Morris isn't um, exclusive rights for agent, so he'll probably be back. All they have to do is tender that. The only major thing on the offense is wide receiver two, which was already an issue. Not, I mean, so nothing's changed on the offense. The biggest thing is the defense. The defense are losing <coughs> one, two, how many starters? Two starters? I mean, that's not, they're losing a lot of depth on the defense. Well, but defense, like, Micah Hyde is one. Daquan Jones is two. And I would count Leonard, Leonard Floyd, Floyd. Okay. three. That's fair. Because That's Von fair. Miller hasn't been anything. That's On the fair. offense, it's as far as starters, Gabe Davis, which, you know. I love how people are like, we should keep him because he blocks well. <laughs> Just like. But, they, but, but like we already knew like a year and a half ago that regardless of how well Gabe Davis did this year, good or bad, they weren't going to be able to assign him. <laughs> It'd be too much. Even if he did bad, which he was very consistent. So, but still, he's gonna, he could command $10 million next year. The Bills aren't going to pay that. What do you think his market value is on Track? Before I click on it, what do you think it is? If you had to guess. I would say at least $10 million. $10 million a year, Mike? 10 to 15 Oh, well, thanks for the range. 10 to 15 Above. I think at least it's more 10. Than, I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be like eleven point five or something. Uh, well, that's very specific. You've already looked this up. I'm going to say ten million and one dollar. Eleven point eleven point six. If, if. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, we got some. We got some answers there. All right, let's see. Thirteen point six million. There you go. There you go. You changed. You did. No, we're all no, we're all in agreement on this. Like we all knew it was going to be that much. Thirteen point six. Could you? Would you ever? Even if the bill somehow created like they did the most amazing accounting known to mankind to like free up $13.6 million a year for the next four or five years. Would you pay that much for Gabriel Davis? No, because he, because wide receiver two was already an issue when he was with the team. Exactly. I, I would, I, that's gotta be, it's, and, and I've heard the, the, the owner of spot track talk about this on other podcasts. It's just because of the market and his success. But I mean, he's had a, He's had kind of a downfall in his career. He's regressed. Yeah, he's reg- he he had a better rookie season than he did any other year. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not his fault, but like that Kansas City Chiefs game, the thirteen second game, which is oh one that of the game, most- yeah, that yeah that that obviously helps him. I a mean, lot he too, peaked but- with like four touchdowns, like over two hundred yards or whatever it was. Like it, people are like, this guy's going to be good. Like people are drafting him like so early in fantasy. Like his name was out there, and he just hasn't lived up. He hasn't been terrible. But he has not lived up to that status. I mean, people were thinking like Stefan Diggs is Jamar Chase and he is, <clears throat> you know, T. Higgins or whatever. So um has not been that case. I still think he's okay. Don't get me wrong. I would I would not go from paying him less than a million dollar a million dollars last year to all of a sudden thirteen point six million. Like if you're telling me you can keep him for like, I don't know, four or five what would you say? I'd say him like four or five million. Like that sounds about 
Like, and, and even it, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, even if he had a breakout year this year and had like an amazing year, well, obviously they can't keep him then either because he would be <laughs> yeah. way too much. So yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like I already knew going into the year that wasn't going to happen. Um, I'm happy that Close Cure shows some things and um, Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid um, you know, I'm a big Quentin Morris fan. Uh, so I think like everything else is fine. They still need that number two receiver. Like they kind of between like John Brown and Cole Beasley they've had in the past. I think something like that would be good for them. I like how you listed all those good players. And then you said, I, you know, I'm a fan of Quentin Morris. Like, okay, John, <laughs> like, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think they ever use him. Like he's not, well, he's, he's their third tight end. I mean, you're going to play Kincaid knocks over him, but I've, always liked Morris and like if they're going to do something with Knox via trade or whatever I'd be okay with that because you got Morris in the background Mm -hmm. yeah I and Kincaid is Kincaid's gonna be good yes of course they're overpaying Knox oh for sure were they overpaying him before Kincaid got drafted though yeah it's just now he was okay (laughs) was he over yes (laughs) okay all right fair I that was one is that the most questionable contract that you can remember by um, Brandon Bean? I think that's the one. Where that's, like, that's, I, I, that's definitely up there for sure. I mean, I think he's like top nine now, top nine, top ten, tight end salary wise. And you're like, okay, all right, that's that's interesting. Like, I wasn't upset that they re-signed him when they did. They extended him, but I was kind of. Like we, com- we were complaining about like before that happened about like the drops and things. And it's like, okay, maybe improved a little bit and this and that. And then big contract. Like, oh, all right. I guess this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's pretty good. You know, like, again, I, this isn't anything like just like a lot of these guys. It's not personal, but, and I, and I'm glad that he's really good friends with Josh Allen. And I think they have a pretty decent chemistry, but um, yeah, I still, I'm just not seeing enough out of him. And I think a lot of the Bills fans would agree. I mean, he's got some injury issues. Like he missed three or four games this past season. Didn't really miss him. To be honest, we were kind of happy when he was gone because then Kincaid got most of the targets Hmm. in that time frame. You know, they'd be splitting like six or seven each a game. And all of a sudden, you know, Kincaid's getting 10 or 11 targets. You're like, the offense looks like it's humming, man. You Uh, do got to give the Bills credit, though, that they drafted Kincaid in the first round after giving Knox a, a bigger contract within a year before that. Oh, absolutely. They could have looked at that as, no, we got our guy. We do, Why would we waste a pick on that? Instead, they dra- – yeah, yeah, for sure. Brandon Bean, instead of just looking at it positionally, look at it like, you know, how – just like when they when they drafted uh, Osiris Torrance. I loved last year's draft, not only because they all panned out, the first at least the first two picks for sure, but it's like they went against what they normally do, what they've ever done as a group, and they doubled down at positions where they kind of had – I mean, they had starters – already in, at the offensive line. They didn't need to draft Osiris Torrance, and yeah. they did, and he was an upgrade. And he was, he was the only guy that played 100% of the snaps last year was Torrance. Yeah, what a great pick. You know, what What Bean normally did, and, and I know we're rehashing this a year after the draft, but he only drafted, like, guards or tackles or guys that could play both. He never drafted, like, a pure guard, like, with that early of a pick that was, like, earlier than, like, the sixth round, I think. Like, Cody Ford, well, he's a tackle. But, you know, he could play some guard, second rounder. You know, like, that was just about it. Like, Spencer Brown, tackle only. You know, like, that was a third-round pick, right? So, um, Speaking of Spencer Brown, he, he looked pretty good this year. He did. He did. That's that's one of my things. 
with like, you know, I, I know we're going to put our greatest, you know, positional needs. We're going to list them, but um, offensive line is one of the few areas where it's going to be consistent next season, as long as they don't cut Mitch Morris for, to save cap. And if, and if I'm Brandon Bean, like I find a way to keep Mitch Morris, you do not want to take away like the offensive line stability around Josh Allen away. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to make any major decision. And he's one of their best offensive linemen. Keep Mitch Morris, keep Dawson. I mean, Deion Dawkins is still, I mean, all those guys are signed for at least one more season. Connor McGovern, you know, Osiris Torrance, like you have a good offensive line. Keep them there. The least amount of sacks in the season. Okay. In the league. Sure. Keep them together. Do whatever you got to do. And then we worry about weapons and then we do other things. But um... another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So if I had to list like my top three, let me know what you guys think of this. Daquan Jones, which we already mentioned earlier. Um, and then it gets kind of dicey. Uh, I, I like Mike's thing about Micah Hyde and, and keeping the band together, but uh, especially because we have so few safeties, <laughs> um, it's tough. I think I might actually go on this one. I think I might go Cam Lewis at cornerback. I could see Dane Jackson, but like I feel like Cam Lewis could actually play safety or he played slot corner if Taron Johnson went down. Like he might actually start at safety. So if not, he's like really good depth. Uh, I might go Daquan Jones, Cam Lewis, and just based on, not based on money, just based on guys that I like the way they played and I like to keep them. My third would probably be, I was going to say David Edwards for depth, but same time we have Ryan Bates, who's like, you know, he might be a cap casualty at some point. Uh, I think I'd say Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd, and uh, Cam Lewis. It's kind of a weird trio but what do you guys think like like it or would you trade swap someone in or out for that i like daquan jones i like uh, cam lewis actually had on my list for the same reasons that you listed um and he might actually be one of in my top three leonard floyd i think we gotta get aj epinesa in there yeah so uh, that's what i was thinking epinesa i was i I was torn between epinesa and jackson dane jackson but epinesa and micah hyde right john Mm. Right, John? No, I'll go Jones, Lewis, and Epinesa. Jones, Epinesa, Hyde. <laughs> Mike, is it is it more of a nostalgic? It's nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I just I just think Hyde's gonna retire. And I think Floyd is gonna start to decline and he's gonna come in too much money at the same time. I like Lewis because corner slash safety slash special teams, he can do different things. Um I'm going to not do rap because of the, you know, you could get more penalties. <laughs> rap is up there. I do like rap. He's probably my, I, my fourth I do. or fifth. He's, he's top five. And and Dane, Dane Jackson is like three or four. Or yeah. uh, may, he might even be three. It's it's hard if I had to to list him off. I, I, but I, I don't know if there, how many of those guys they're going to get anyway. As of right now, though, John, at least you could say with Dane Jackson, like – the Bills have right now a 
Tredavious White, of course, he's coming off a major injury, but he will. I don't think. I think they're going to cut White, so it's going to be Benford, and even even if they kept White, he's not going to start this season. It's going to be Benford and Douglas and Johnson in the slot, and then the only other guys they have is Sran Neal and Kyrie Elam. So cornerback is kind of a need too. Yeah, but they haven't cut White yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till that happens. I saw an interesting um, way where uh, Joe B was talking about extending Tre'Davious White to kind of like make that a little bit easier for him since uh since it'll help move money around and i and i'd be for that i'd be extending white and then like lowering the cap hit um if that's what it meant so that's gonna be tough it took him like well over a year to come back from his first injury and now he has another at least one year injury yeah but i feel like you kind of got to take it like injury to injury i don't know if you just because it took him a while. I mean, look at Von Miller. Jeez. Like he returned after nine months of his other ACL tear. And this one, you know, almost a year and a, well, what, two months. Von Miller is going to be interesting. If he's not good to go in September, then he's done. I mean, he's got to be good to go. They can't get out of that contract. Like there's nothing they can do. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying from a performance standpoint, if he's not good to go in September, he's done. Oh yeah, man. Okay. So Mike, Mike's a big, Mike's a big hype proponent. Mike, I, I thought we were trying to get away from nostalgia in our lives, you know, like, like the music, the, the, the celebrities, like trying to get into new things, man. Like, and, and I, and I don't get me wrong. Hyde and Poyer are definitely bro, the best Hyde tandem I think we've 90... ever had as Bills fans. And I want to keep it. Micah, Micah Hyde is not 1997. They've both lost the set. He's not blink. He's not blink 182 in the world tour. <laughs> <laughs> come on man <laughs> Micah Hyde is 2020 <laughs> I'm over mid 90s neat nostalgia <laughs> only watching the same movies I watched in my you know teenagers and early 20s and the same music yeah uh, Hyde is up there though. Like you could interchange out like Hyde or Taylor Rapp or Dean Jackson. Like if we couldn't get one of those guys, like, you know, Cam Lewis or whatever, like I could see going like, if you could get Micah Hyde on like a one year, two or $3 million contract. Absolutely. And he might stay for something like that. Cause no matter what you have good depth and you possibly have your starter. That's like, you know, pretty decent, but at the same time, even more important than any of that is they're on the cusp. You don't want to be the guy that leaves one season too soon when you know you're on the cusp. <laughs> they could use him as a leader, too. He is the probably the biggest leader out of this entire group that we mentioned. Uh, That's the only thing that John kept coming back for, like all the times he wanted to quit right when we were on the cusp of breaking out. <laughs> he just didn't want to miss out. Now he was mistaken. <laughs> He should have. He should have bailed. It's, it's, John, what are you doing, man? Uh, and I wouldn't have blamed him. What do you, it would have been the right choice. What do you guys? But it was unknowable at the time. Uh, from a standpoint of positions of need, how would you rank the Bills' positions of need? Assuming all of the current free agents are gone. Yes. Well. <clears throat> I think the biggest hole is defensive <clears throat> tackle and then defensive end Hello. and then safety oh. and then there he is. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of how I list them. Good boy. Defensive tackle, Ow. defensive end, then safety. Backup running back too, which is kind of a weird sneaky need. Yeah, so so I'm I'm pretty close. I uh, definitely end tackle, safety and receiver. 
I would I would lump in as the top tier. Secondary tier, I I see definitely backup running back, um, guard, linebacker, backup quarterback, and kicker punter. Would you put guard over tackle? Because I'd argue they don't have anyone behind. Oh no, they do. Who, who's their backup tight end now? Vandergaard or something? Vandermark? Yeah, they got Vandermark. Um, okay, all right. I like him as a as a backup. They could still upgrade, but I like. Actually, him. you know what? I would say. Actually, you know, I would say guard slash center even because Mitch Morse is starting to get up there and he's had a lot of concussions in his career. But Ryan Bates can play center, so I don't really even consider that one. Like guard and center. Like That's true. Sure. They got Bates, yeah. Bates is like a good swing guard. Like he can play both guard spots. He can play center. So like they're really good at backup yeah. center guard. That's probably think, the strongest positions ever back. I think OL is like is that secondary thing is just like you can never – have enough guys on the on the line for either side but yeah for my top four it, it would be in not any particular order it would be receiver safety tackle and edge defensive tackle okay yeah okay all right so that's that's this is where we're kind of like getting to so we kind of went we went over all the bills pending free agents who we'd like to keep if we had a choice um, obviously they're not going to keep all those guys and they're going to keep some guys that we definitely, we might not even care. Like I like the AJ Epinesa, which you guys were bringing up because he could be the next Shaq Lawson for the team where you sign him to a one or two year contract. I, I think he'll probably demand more on the open market, but like, I mean, he's a steady guy. Like Shaq Lawson is getting up there at age. He definitely dropped off play wise um, this year. You know, maybe age is finally starting to keep up with him. You know, that's, they, they could use a guy like AJ Epinesa, but uh, the youth at that position, I, I feel like they draft someone though. I feel like they draft someone. It's on day two or day three to uh, to replace AJ Epinesa, but they could do both. They could draft together the first round and keep Epinesa. I'd be fine with that because Von Miller is like a total unknown at this point. So they just have Rousseau and Kingsley Jonathan. Give a prediction right now on Von Miller in 2024. Does he play the same shitty way? That he did in 2023, or does he come back to 2022? Von Miller, if you have to guess, Mike, he's back. He's back, John. <sighs> I don't know. I'm on the fence. I think he's back. I think he's back. I think I think he's not what he was this last season, but I think he's like 80 percent of 2022. Von Miller, 70 to 80 percent, which is still, you know, you're talking like probably Leonard Floyd numbers, which I would take at this point. I mean, I'm. I mean, we take anything at this point for, from Von Miller, but I, the only caveat I'll ha- I'll say is if there's nothing regarding his personal life in between now and then, which is, you know, a big if because there's seven months until the season starts, so plenty of shit that Von Miller can, you know, roll into <laughs> just based on his past. So I say I say he comes back. I think I think he I think he comes back with a chip on his shoulder this season. Yeah, it's tough. That like those injuries, like you can't. Yeah, all these people saying, "Oh, that Von Miller is terrible contract." Like, well, yeah, he got hurt after. Like, he was playing well until he got hurt. He was he was you on fire. Yeah, you can't like blame Bean for like making that contract when he was doing great for us, and then then he got hurt suddenly. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It is. I and I hate bragging on him, but at the same time, like he was playing like significant snaps, not significant, but like a good amount of snaps coming down the stretch. And it's like the Bills coaching staff and training staff obviously thought he was good enough to play. And if you are able to play, you should still be able to make an impact 
maybe not a huge impact, but some impact whatsoever. And he finally started to kind of show it towards the end of the season, but well, not part, part of it is like, how are there other defensive ends playing in edge rushers? They weren't playing that well down the stretch either. So they're like, well, let's give Miller a chance because these other guys are cutting it. Yeah. That could also be it. Maybe that's Eric Washington's fault. <laughs> the defensive line coach. I'm so glad he took that job in, uh, Chicago. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, that, that was, I mean, the whole unit as a whole, I mean, we really could have used some pressure. Like imagine if the bills had gotten the San Francisco 49ers type pressure against the chiefs in their game, the bills would have won that game. So anyway, uh, <laughs> those are our lists. So, so let's start a preliminary list. We're going to talk a little bit more about it next week. And I have some great tweets to read on it next week, but um, let's see, let's get our big board. Do you think Mitch Morse ever like totally regrets his decision? Mitch Morse doing what? Yeah, he played for Coming the, the Bills. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> instead of staying just with just what? Absolutely horrible timing. <laughs> he won one. He came with them, came he? over to the Bills in eighteen. No. Oh, he didn't even win one with them. No. <laughs> he came to the Bills in eighteen, and then the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in nineteen. Right. The one in 21, or 22 and 23. All right. We don't need to go over all, every one. It's fine. 23. Is. Man. <laughs> all time. Terrible move. Is, is Mitch Morris bad luck on our team? <laughs> every year he's been here, we haven't won a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, but when he was out, they were terrible. Remember those games? Oh, the yeah. bad snaps and the, the miscues and all that. Yeah. That's funny. I never thought about that with Mitch Morris. So I'm going to put, so if we're going to put a preliminary list together, Bill's uh, need the big board of Bill's needs, wide receiver is going to go first, right? I thought, I know John kind of alluded to it, but Mike, you agree wide receiver being the biggest need for the Buffalo Bills. Like if they were to take all things being equal and they needed to either like sign one big free agent or draft someone in the first round, all things being equal, what position would you pick? You guys both say wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, do you want me to tell you well, my I, reasoning, or do you agree, Mike? Do you want us to go first? I don't know. Part of me feels defensive line. Are we, are we saying want or or what we think they will do? No, want. I feel like Josh, like you can sometimes plug and play. If we don't give rookies a chance, like draft some guys. and. <sighs> so Willie, this is a really deep wide receiver class. Like Kincaid came in immediately and made a huge impact. <coughs> <laughs> so I think what they're going to do, and I think the bigger need is uh, defense because we stated safety, tackle, and edge. Obviously, it all depends on free agency. But there's a big need on defense. However, my want would probably be receiver because the more weapons, the better. They haven't had those weapons and we're also concerned that Stephon Diggs might have lost a step. If you look at the defense, McDermott, despite a lot of the injuries, by the time he gets to the end, you know, Bernard being out might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. But they had a great run at the end of the season with most of the defense being injured. I think McDermott's defensive scheme makes up for that. Whereas on offense, we're not sure yet on Joe Brady. The more weapons, the better. I would still pick receiver first out of all the needs. I would. I, I, everything you just mentioned, John, I mean, you're losing Gabriel Davis, so you're essentially 
losing your wide receiver too. And then for the Stefan Diggs thing, like you mentioned, it was lose. We don't know if he's taking a step back. Like you might have to fill a hole and possibly, hopefully, get an upgrade over what you have there. If there was ever a year to double dip at wide receiver, especially with ten picks, I think this is the season. If they don't end up signing one or whatever, like I could absolutely see that as one of the ways to uh, upgrade this offense. I mean, the Bills, the Bills can only go as far as you know. I I, I think he does. To Mike's point, he does take players in and like make them better. I mean, a lot of players have had their best seasons with Josh Allen, like Cole Beasley comes to mind. Uh, I mean, Stefan Diggs, I think, uh, you know, it's, you might be able to give him a lesser player, but, but why, but why keep giving him like not nothing against Khalil Shakir? I think he's a good player, but I don't think anyone would confuse him for Jamar Chase, right? Like let's try to get him another Stefan Diggs. No, Shakir's. I love Shakir. I love Kincaid, but I, Shakir is, is going to be great in the slot. I think they need another guy on the outside. Agreed. Agreed. So, so okay. So we need another wide. I, I still think that's my biggest need. Um, after that, I think I'm going to go. Mike said the defensive line. I completely agree with that. I'm going to go defensive tackle just because of numbers. Um, and right now they haven't re-signed Daquan Jones. Now, if they do, maybe that changes slightly. But I'm going tackle over safety or defensive end. I agree. And if they do resign Daquan Jones, I would prioritize safety next, I think. I do like I do like Kingsley Jonathan a lot. Um and of course we don't know about Are that. you are you taking out your bias for having the same name? Well, I mean, first name versus last name, it's a little bit different. But uh yeah, no, I am taking out the bias. Okay. I would say I would say if they resend Daquan Jones, it was a safety's next priority, and then edge. But it's really close. Like those, like all four of those things for me: receiver, tackle, edge, safety. Those are all super high. And then I have like six other things that are like definitely the next year. So John, it's funny. John doesn't even mention like Greg Rousseau or Von Miller. He's like Kingsley Jonathan. <laughs> it's like my favorite. John John talks up Kingsley Jonathan more than the other two of us for sure. <laughs> hey, remember why I talked up Terrell Bernard and you guys are like, ah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, John. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> well, your middle name is Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bernard is our nickname for you off air. So. Nard dog. The Nard Dog. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, no, John, you definitely called that one. I was not sure about Terrell Bernard, and you you were you definitely deserved that. Can you imagine both him and Milano next year? I mean, they're going to be fine. And they got Dorian Williams, who's looking pretty good, too. Well, I can imagine them because they were together for like four or five games before they there got go. good. So, like, it, it was looking go. good. It was looking good. Um, yeah, and Dorian Williams. So we got some linebacker depth. Speaking of my second tier of needs... Second I would I would still put linebacker on there because there Dodson is a free agent. Dodson and, and Medikevich. We got Dodson here. <laughs> we don't. We don't have Dodson here. No. Nope. He's a free agent. We don't have Dodson. And they I mean Spectre's on the roster, but uh so they only get I mean, and we don't know if Milano's gonna be hundred like you don't know what these injuries are. We know Milano's awesome, but come back for injury, we haven't seen it yet. So I would put linebacker as a second tier need along with you mentioned running back, which I completely agree with because all they have is James Cook and Naheem Hines on the roster. Um, I think Darrington Evans will be 
back on a reserve future contract, but that's about it. Honestly, though, running back for me has always been a plug-and-play. You know, I, I complained about it for years during the drought. Like, why are they drafting all these first and second round running backs or trading for LaShawn McCoy when they should be trying to get a better quarterback? But I will say running back like is a backup. Um, backup quarterback, Kyle Allen's out. Um, they could use somebody besides, you know, after Josh Allen. And then kicker, punter, both those positions they could look at for sure. And I think I mentioned earlier, guard, you know, or, or offensive line in general, just ha- have some more depth. Um, but those are all second <clears throat> to those top four that we discussed, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, after those top four, like, you could take any of those positions you just mentioned in, like, day three, and I wouldn't be upset whatsoever. Like, you could take a backup quarterback, I wouldn't care. You could take a kicker on day three, whatever. A punter on day three, I don't care. You could take an offensive lineman. They should absolutely, with one of their ten picks, draft an offensive lineman somewhere. Sure. And, again, again, free agency is before the draft. So, like, any of these things could be addressed before the draft even happens. They could re-sign David Edwards. They could. Could you see, like, the the David Edwards thing is interesting. I could see them, um, because I do think they liked him. Uh, could you see them if they did end up cutting Mitch Morris? Like they'd play Ryan Bates as of right now, they would have Ryan Bates as their starting center, and then they would need that backup interior offensive line help, and they could re-sign David Edwards with the money they'd save there. So I I don't see them cutting Mitch Morris. I could see them restructuring his contract, but I don't see them cutting him. I think well, he's he, they'd have to force him to take a pay cut. I think at this point, I don't know how much restructuring they can do. Because I think he only has one year left. Oh, is that right? I think so. Or they could extend him and then push all them. <laughs> yeah, extend him. Absolutely. <laughs> push it forward. You know, it's fine. The only thing that scares me about Mitch Morris, though, is, you know, yeah. this, the, the thing that, that that scares us every year with Mitch Morris. And we've just been lucky. He's got one more season on it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, is like the, that's is the concussions. Put, is it concussions? That's all I'm saying. I also want to put center. Is it like a 1.5 tier? Like because of, just because of that, really? Yeah, but you don't need to put it on your list because we have Ryan Bates for another two years. So like we have I don't know a center. If Ryan Bates is my primary guy for yeah, center. But, but we have as of right now, like we have a really good starting center, and then we have I, a decent I, backup. That's I know Bates can. I know Bates can do it, but I don't think he's good enough to do it. He's done it. He's, he's done good. it, but not well. He can do guard better. Like, could they do it better? Sure. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, of course. Well, he's a better guard than center. No, no, no argument here. He could here. do both, but I don't think he can do center that. No well. arguments here. Agreed. And I believe he played tackle in college. So, like, you know, these are all yeah. Offensive line, honestly, like I just take anyone. Like, ideally, sure. Like, could it be a a guard slash center guy? Sure. Or, but. Would I be upset if they draft another tackle to compete with Vandemark? Well, they might do both. I mean, they had 10 picks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we have wide receiver. Our first tier, which is the most important tier right now, and this can be filled up as free agency goes along. We have wide receiver. Uh, we used to, like last season, we kind of kept that open-ended. We said wide receiver slash you know, tight end, like basically like a receiving weapon. And we got one last year. So mm-hmm. like that was that was good, but it's just you know with the way that this is going again this season, like we could use another one for um, sure. So this time though, wide receiver, we don't need a third tight end um, unless they end up getting rid of Knox or something, right? But even so, I don't think the two tight end system was the best. Where I wasn't like, oh, they're plus it's like a Quentin Morris. 
<laughs> Quinn Morris. They'll tender. They, I, I, I'm pretty confident they'll they'll tender the exclusive rights for Asia. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be back. I would agree there. Um, defensive tackle, I have as my second need, but like we're kind of after wide receiver. It's kind of like defensive tackle, safety, defensive end, edge rusher. Um, those are all very important. Those are all very important. I mean, everything being equal, like if they don't go wide receiver in the first round, I feel like they're going to lean, lean tackle just because of numbers. But or, and I know I keep talking draft. I mean, free agency has to happen. I could see them, you know, even if they sign Daquan Jones, um, man. If they sign Daquan Jones, I could see that one moving down. I could see safety being a bigger need. That's what I was saying. You, you, there's no way Demar Hamlin they figure as the starting safety opposite Mm-mm. Jordan Poyer, right? No, and Poyer's lost a step too. Yeah, that's scary. So those so, two... safety is pretty huge. Yes. That's um, why I put it, that's why I put it over edge. Yes, I, I would agree there because at least we have two. Like if Von Miller is you know halfway decent or at least a glimmer of his 2022 self. Like at least we have two reliable starters, right? In Rousseau and Von Miller safety. We don't even at this point, we don't really have one for sure. Okay. The good thing is though, Sean McDermott is really good at coaching up safeties. So he might be able to take a day two, <coughs> day three pick and coach him up to starting level within the first season. Right. So maybe not as big of a need. McDermott's scheme has been really good with so all good. the injuries and everything. It's, it's, it's been incredible. But they can't sustain <laughs> having all those guys. You know, you could see it by the end of the year. It's like, all right, you can't. They can't do it. I feel like we're one of the few podcasts out there that really defends Sean McDermott. Like we're, we know he's not perfect, but and he makes some bad calls at times for sure. But I mean, we just watched it in the Super Bowl this, you know, a week ago. I mean, there were some questionable calls by Kyle Shanahan too. Like there, there are areas like the the coin flip in overtime. You know his his players didn't know that what that that there was no end of the game. That the game would keep going. It didn't just end at like you know the first quarter or whatever. That there were multiple quarters of overtime. Did they know that it was the playoffs and the Super Bowl that <laughs> like there could this wasn't a regular season game? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. So when they won the coin toss, it wasn't gonna be a next week to replay it. <laughs> exactly, it was like they didn't know the rules. Though either because like they could they they won the coin toss and they said we want to receive and everyone's like why because you would want to see what the other person has to do in order to see what you have to do right so if they only got a field goal well then you know you need a touchdown which is basically what happened with the Chiefs well I don't know I think the whole like deferred and receive I think that's all overblown like just if you score a touchdown then it's on the other team if you don't well then well you you fucked up. Because I don't know, I, I could see you picking either way, but it would impact your choices on that drive if you chose to defer, right, or receive. Sorry. Well, you're. I think you're. A, it feels like you're an advantage because if the team that you just played against or that that just got the ball scores a field goal like the 49ers did, then you're like, well, field goal is a minimum. I, ideally, I get the touchdown to win it all, right? Yeah, the 49ers um, should have gone for a touchdown on the drive. Yeah, they should have. But if they don't and they miss it, then, you know, the Chiefs know that all they have to do is get is kick the field goal. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think you're an advantage because then you're just kind of – isn't that what happens in college football? Don't – college football, you get – you know, each each team gets a possession. But I think you're at an advantage when you're the second team because you see what the first team just has to do or did or didn't do. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, either way. But anyway, Kyle Shanahan, questionable decision. I mean, probably one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like, it's just the way it is. Anyway, just trying to give Sean McDermott a quick shout-out. I know he's not perfect. I know a lot of people wanted him fired. Um, yeah, halfway through the season. How, how crazy is that? Everybody's like, oh, McDermott oh, should get fired. No, oh, I'll just win the division. It's fine. Again. I know. They could have easily. If that team had given up on him, I could definitely see the argument for possibly firing him. But that, that team just kind of... And there was that article that came out at the same time and all this other stuff. And they're like, whatever, we're just going to win out and <laughs> win the division. <laughs> I know. That was impressive. I saw a funny meme. It was from, uh, it was like NFL memes or something. You know, when they came out with like, the NFL came out with like, you know, rookie of the year, you know, defensive player of the year awards. They This 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 NFL meme page came out with like jihadist of the year. They gave it to Sean McDermott. <laughs> like okay that's that's pretty funny like i i don't get offended by that or whatever it's just like that was a poor choice of words by sean mcdermott i don't think he meant it but <laughs> how, speaking of demar well, the, hamlin how well, great the Go thing ahead. is that the whole thing happened a few years ago and he has already addressed it and like the article is just coming out now for everybody else to see so that that was the messed up part about it like it was already done and like he had to readdress it for the new players who weren't there a couple of years ago. Like that was like that was the only difference. <laughs> the new players that didn't know if Sean McDermott really did support ISIS and <laughs> yeah, yeah terrorists. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, isn't that funny though? Like obviously affected like the former players or coaches or whatever because they're like, can you believe that he did this? Like that was in the story. It obviously was enough. It affected the players, right? So. They wouldn't have brought it up at all. Um, can you believe Demar Hamlin didn't win Comeback Player of the Year? By the way, it's uh, it's all. I mean, Josh Allen should have been MVP. So it's popular popularity contests, and the Bills will just, never just like, just like the Pro Bowl. So whatever, and the Bills will never win a popularity contest, will they? No, the NFL hates the Bills. <laughs> uh, I saw an interesting tweet. It said um, Lamar Jackson winning the MVP award. After finishing the season 15th in passing yards, 12th in passing touchdowns, and 9th in total touchdowns while having the number one defense in the NFL. <laughs> like, and then I read something that like 15 out of the last 18 MVPs were, were players from teams that had the best record in the NFL. So I think that's all it comes down to. And the Bills probably won't ever have the best record in the NFL. So, yeah. And, and, and it's like, why does it always have to be a quarterback? Like, there's. 32 quarterbacks and you know, how many offensive linemen are, you know, are starting and defensive linemen and all these other players. Like it should be the most, you should look at, you should almost condense it down to first look at each team. Who's the most valuable player on that team. And they narrow it down to 32 that way. And then narrow it down from there. Um, but it's always going to be a quarterback from like a, a, one of the winning teams. Not necessarily. I mean, I'd say I'd argue a few years ago when, the Titans were really good, and they beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Derrick Henry was the MVP of that team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, running back. I mean, there was lots of running backs at one point in time, and now it's more quarterbacks than running backs. I mean, the like, last defense. The, who was the last defensive player? Lawrence Taylor in the mid '80s. Yeah, like that's a really long time ago. I don't know if that's right. I mean, if it somehow went to the Steelers, like you'd say, T.J. Watt was the MVP of the Steelers, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, put it to team. To each team, right? So it could be T.J. Watt and the Steelers, and then who would it be on the Bengals? Like 
and then figure out who it is for that division, and then figure out who it is for the AFC East. Okay, so it's Allen, and then it's whoever, and, like, do it that way. Like, I don't know. You're just voting. I don't It doesn't make sense. Whatever they're doing right now doesn't make sense. The Pro Bowl doesn't make sense. The Pro Bowl hasn't made sense in decades. Um, so, whatever. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it's it all matters. Rigged. It's all rigged anyway. <laughs> it's all rigged even though the Bills won none of the season awards. They had only one All-Pro. <laughs> they had, like, you know, two Pro Bowlers on their team. You know, just complete disrespect. Too bad they couldn't do anything with it. You know, really win down the line or whatever. Uh, yeah. Just wasn't in the cards this season. But, you know, you got to be excited for the Bills this season. They are going to lose some players, but, you know, I think this is... The offense is going to be largely intact. They're going to have different running backs behind Cook. They're going to hopefully have... um, An upgraded wide receiver, too. uh, Upgraded wide receiver. But everything else on the offense is going to look the same. There's going to be a lot of turnover on the defense. Just think if you brought in, let's say, a first-round wide receiver this year. Like, just think about how much harder Stephon Diggs is going to practice and get ready so that he doesn't get shown up by this guy, this rookie. You know, I don't know. I th- I think that's I think that's still the play unless it's just like unless you know how you're drafting in fantasy. Like the tier of wide receivers just goes down a steep hill at, it, when yeah, it gets to your it, turn. It really depends. Like last year, there was like. What was it four receivers that were like in the top and they all went one, two, three, four in the middle of the, it's like 20, 21, 22, 23, something like that. And then like the bills are obviously drafting in the late 20. So they're all gone. So they, that's why they picked Kincaid, which was great. But um, it's getting, might be a similar thing this year where all, all those top tier receivers, they on their border ground and maybe they go defense, which is my prediction. They go defense in the first round, but we'll see. We got lots of days between now and the draft to analyze all that. Yeah, lots of time. Lots of time. It's going to be a fun time, man. This is this is we're finally in the off season. We're in the swing of things. Uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. We'll start talking about potential free agents at some point. We're going to finalize our draft board. Read some tweets next week. Uh, our our big needs board. Our big board of Bills positional needs. And uh, and go from there. Is there anything you guys want to add before we put a close on this one, John or Mike? All right, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. Um, If you could, please leave us a review. Tell a friend, you know, help us uh, reach a few more listeners if you could, because odds are if you're you're enjoying this podcast, you have a good sense of humor, you're a big Bills fan, you have other friends that are uh, the same way as you. So uh, let them know about us. My my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, super nice, one of the – one of the nicest people ever. Uh, she always like recommends like she's a nurse, so whenever she tells uh, her patients that she is, uh, or that they if they just somehow mention that they're a Bills fan, she like tries to tell them about our podcast, right? So uh, she mentioned recently to a guy that she was dating, even or that she had met, you know, and and went on a couple of dates with, like, oh, you know, my my brother in law does a podcast. He's like, oh, what what's it called? He's like, oh, Circling Ways. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I think I've heard it a few times. And I'm just like, what, only a few times? So he's not a regular subscriber or listener. I'm like, please dump this guy. <laughs> Do not keep dating this guy. He does not sound, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate anyone that, you know, obviously uh, shares our info and, uh, and uh, you know, helps other people find us. So um, appreciate all you guys listening. Like I said, uh, for me, Nate, or I'll start with John. Signing off for John. Hey, only 67 days until the NFL draft. Go Bills. 
For Mike? Go Bills. And for me, Nate, they may not keep the band together with uh, with Hyde and Poyer this year, but they'll they'll keep the band of uh, CTW together. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I give you, the whole show is called Circling the Wagon. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>